0: Welcome to Who is My Neighbor, the podcast highlighting community leaders
1: making a difference. I'm Candy Austin, and I'm so pleased to be here today with Ken Shipley. Ken is the COO of Mana Cafe Ministries. He's a retired professor from Austin Peace State University, a maker of handmade bowls for the Empty Bowls Project for hunger relief, and a professional potter. Welcome, Ken. I really do look forward to getting to know you better and all the worthy pursuits that you have going. Uh, Before we get into all that, would you like to share first with our listeners a little bit about your background and about your family before we move on?
0: Thank you, Candy. Yes, I'd I'd like to tell you about my family some. Uh, My wife is Melody, who is a graduate from Austin P, both a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree and a Master's of Counseling Therapy degree. So she's a licensed counselor in the Clarksville area. We have a daughter, Selby, who's a high school senior this year and is planning to go to Eckerd College in St. Petersburg and study marine biology. And I have two older sons, Matt and Andy, who live in Dixon and in Nashville and have their own construction companies and do uh, uh, landscape design a lot.
1: It sounds like your family probably keeps you a little busy, aside from everything else you're involved in.
0: <laughs> it, they sure do. Thank you for asking about them. We, we have a good time. We live out in the country. Melody and Selby and I do over toward uh, Montgomery Central, out mm-hmm. toward Dixon Way. And we've got 10 acres and quite a few animals that oh. we get to hang, hang out with and play with. And we have, a, we have We have a studio out there for making pottery as well as this gallery and studio downtown on Franklin Street.
1: Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. Well, let's talk for just a few minutes about Empty Bowls, okay. since it's coming up so soon. And how many years have you been involved with Empty Bowls? And could you explain a little bit about it and even the origin of it?
0: Okay, I'll be glad to. I think it's 14 years this year, and I've been part of it uh, 13 of the 14 years And also we skipped the COVID year, so I guess that's really 12 years. But Rita Aaron CBS started the Empty Bowls Project in Clarksville those years ago and asked me, while I was still an instructor at Austin P if I could help make bowls for the project. And the project is to benefit homeless awareness through Loaves and Fishes, Urban Ministries, and the Food Initiative. So the funds that are raised from making the bowls and having the dinners or lunches for the empty bowls of event, which usually happens on the third week of February every year, the proceeds for raising the money goes to those three different agencies.
1: That sounds like such a worthy cause. And you've mm-hmm. really been there from the beginning then, haven't you? I
0: have been there from the, from the beginning. Yep. Yeah, sure have.
1: I noticed on Facebook that Rita Sibia is still very connected and very interested in how well it does. I think that's wonderful.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Well, you know, the thing I've noticed about you is I truly can tell that your heart is so committed to hunger relief and alleviating food scarcity for those in need. You know, we talk about taking care of the poor and the needy. And sometimes we may not always be poor at different points in our lives, but each of us has been needy for certain at different points. And so I think that this program, Empty Bowls, it just helps a lot of people, not just with food, but it helps people who are lonely to get out and paint bowls and be involved in a cause that's so worthy.
0: That's a really good point. That The one thing that I hear every year when it gets to be time to... For folks to decorate bowls, and I make all of them by hand. I'm a potter, so I make things on the potter's wheel, all the bowls on the potter's wheel. The one thing that I hear is that the fellowship of everybody getting together is as important as having the, the dinner. I mean, it, that's what raises the money to help the project. But everyone getting together is a special time for uh, the community. It's, Absolutely. it's really helpful.
1: Yeah. We sponsored a bowl painting party mm-hmm. at our church, and we had so many people who have are still talking about what a wonderful time they had, nice. and the fellowship was great, and that you were so good with them. <laughs> so we thank you for doing that for all of us in our community. Thank you. And it's such a worthy way to give back, isn't it? It
0: is. Thank you very mm. much. I appreciate that.
1: Let's talk a little bit about this transition from full-time professor in college (laughs) to owner of River City Clay Studio. And how exciting for you and your wife, Melody. I just think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know if you have a memorable or inspiring teaching experience, whether it be in college Mm -hmm. or in your studio, Mm -hmm. teaching small classes or one-on-one, that really has touched you or inspired you in some way.
0: All of it inspires me. I started learning how to make pottery and art in general, but specifically handmade, hand-thrown pottery on the potter's wheel, probably when I was about 19 years of age, which has been a few years now. And it's something that has stuck with me my whole life. There's been a few points in time where I've gone a few months without making anything, but I think all artists do that some, but it's always been there for me. And I've, I've gotten to travel around the world to make pottery quite a few countries, including China and most of Europe, to teach classes or to have study abroad or to exhibit my work along with other folks from different countries. But it, just as important as anything that I've been able to do so far is this Empty Bowls project is a way to give back or to give, just to give. And it's a mission. It's become a mission for me. Every year when I start making the bowls I get to go to my studio and spend the time by myself knowing that each one of those bowls is going to help somebody in some way and it helps me the most so uh it's, it's a special thing it's oh, a really that's special wonderful. Event. yeah
1: you know that's uh, what I was alluding to when I was mm. meaning your heart is so <laughs> completely in this and it shows so Thanks. and when we talk about River City Clay which I know is a relatively new business for you it is what exactly does River City Clay offer to people who are maybe interested in learning more about art?
0: We decided to open almost a year ago. We didn't open till last July, July 17th, but because it took a while to remodel the building and, and mm-hmm. all that's downtown on 115 Franklin Street. Some good friends of ours own, own the building, and it happened to come open, and we just started talking to, to them about it. And... Uh, they were grateful enough to let us occupy the building. So what we're doing, we, we have a gallery in the front to sell things. Mostly it's Melody, my wife, and, and my work, and our partner, Shelby Crutcher. And then Melody's mom is a weaver and a, a jeweler, and she has work in here. And she also comes a couple of days a week to, to help keep it open when we're all occupied during the daytime doing other things. And what we're offering and what we do the most of are teach classes. And so we have six-week classes, one night a week, and then an open studio that the folks that take the classes can come to during the week mm-hmm. to learn how to make mostly thrown pieces on the wheel. Mm-hmm. We do other things, hand-building techniques and kids' classes and a couple of one-off one date night kind of classes on Friday and Saturday night mm-hmm. so that people can come for one time, and then if they want to take a longer class, they can. But it's, uh, it just started, it just came right out of the ground. I mean, once we opened, we haven't looked back yet, you know. So it's been a real worthy thing to do, and we're happy to be downtown Clarksville. It's, it's a fun spot down here on Franklin Street.
1: Well, I have talked to many people who are very excited and enthused mm. for you that this is open, and we look forward to seeing all that it'll become. Thank you. And, and of course, that. you know, it already is such an addition to downtown.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun place down here.
1: Now, how yeah. would you recommend that people find out about uh, when classes are? Do you have a Facebook page or a website?
0: Or? We do, com, and you can find anything that we have to offer there. The, the classes, the times that we have them. You can click on it and find out if there's an opening for a particular day or when the next six weeks will start, that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, we just opened an online store with some of our artwork in here. So you can scroll through and see what's available if you want to.
1: Now, is, that, is there a link to that on your website? Yeah, there
0: is. Uh-huh. Okay, yep. that's yep. exciting. Yeah, it just opened on Saturday last oh, Saturday. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah.
1: I'm happy for you. Yeah, thank you. So I know also that you're very involved in the day-to-day activities at Manna Cafe. Yep. And what would you say you enjoy most about your work with Manna Cafe Ministries?
0: Let's see. There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot to it. I'd like to say to start with, I I was talking with Kenny York this morning, who's the founder and director of Manna, and I just told him that I really appreciated being there, that I, I get much more out of it than I'm able to give. It's very true. Uh, There's a lot of folks in the community that we don't see very well. And the more I'm around MANA and all the offerings that MANA has, like food distribution for folks who are just in a food insecurity Mm -hmm. situation, to right now we have um, emergency warming shelter open when it gets close to the freezing temperature point. We open it at night. And if it stays that cold during the daytime we we keep it open twenty four hours a day, which we've had it several days this winter but what those blessing. Fo- the those folks are the ones who literally don't have a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. It's really changed my perspective on what we do to help each other and it's pretty intense and sometimes sad, but most of the time it's a real learning experience to Get to know folks who have far less than, than most of us do, and try to wrap my head around that. That's so rewarding, of too, it I is. would imagine. It is. It's very rewarding. Yeah
1: I am interested in what inspires you. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in what causes you to continue to be motivated. Is it the doing of something mm-hmm. that isn't so in your wheelhouse in terms of art mm. and that sort of thing? Or is it just knowing that people have, you've made a real difference in someone's life? Wow. And, or is it a combination or something else?
0: It's a combination of all that. I I was thinking about earlier today <clears throat> and you and I setting up this time to spend together and, and talk. And I got interested in art when in my late teens, when I first went to college, late teens, early twenties, and um, uh, met some people, a whole family who were artists who did very well in their art—architects, poets, published poets, draftsmen—they were all in the same family, and I saw a different angle or perspective on life than I had known because I didn't grow up around art. Um, so it opened the doors for me, and I stu- started studying at UT Knoxville. And one thing led, I I have a degree in religious studies, so I I wanted to study world religions because I knew there was so much out there I didn't have any idea about. Mm -hmm. But it led me to to seeing art as a way to view life. And it's according to the time period you're looking at uh, and the culture you're looking at and what it means today in our culture. And all of that, without going into it for a couple of hours, all of that has led me to feel like the most important thing I can do as a maker of art, if you want to consider someone who makes one-pound bowls to donate so that other people can decorate them and share that experience, and then the proceeds that are raised by that really helps a lot of people. That's uh, what I consider the most important thing to do for me to do in making my artwork, is to be able to give it that way. It's It feels like a mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's well said. Very well Thanks. said. Thanks. I understand also that you have a philosophy, if you will, mm. regarding what makes the, quote, best art. Mm. Do you remember having talked about <laughs> that?
0: Where um, uh, I don't specifically remember that, but... <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, I believe that you had said previously that the best art is the art that is mm. done for others mm. and with a purpose and to be shared and given and
0: Yeah. To me that's the most important. For other
1: mm. artists through the centuries,
0: I mean the one that keeps popping in my mind right now is Michelangelo. And not to compare myself to anybody, to to him or anybody like that, but mm-hmm. I've been able to spend a fair amount of time in Italy taking students there uh, on study abroad at least eight different times. And every what time I've experience. gone, oh, it's great. It's it's just wonderful. I, uh, I always go to the Vatican because St. Peter's, I think the Vatican still has the largest collection of art in the world. If not, it's one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's wide and varied, you know, through, at least through the Middle Ages anyway, all the way from Egypt straight up to, you know, through the beginning of the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. on through Michelangelo and Leonardo's times. And all of their stuff was very religion oriented. I mean, there was very Mm -hmm. little that was done, you know, out of that way of making art. Then it started changing, you know. Some after that became more uh, secular, and then to what art has become today, whether you like it or not, it's still a culture. It's it's our cultures, and it's the time on that we are here on this earth, and and that's what's evolved arts the way it is now. But that period of time is uh, really inspiring. I mean that, and it also defines for a lot of us what we understand especially Christianity, to be. I mean, if you go to Italy, it's you can't not be involved in some thoughts about religion. It's just, just it's everywhere. I would so, imagine that's so yeah, true. Yeah, it's very absorbing. So, And those folks, as far as I know, meaning, meaning the artists, it seems to me that they were very inspired to do their work the way they did it, and again, not to compare what I do with it because there's what I do for empty bowls are simple, small, one-pound bowls that I, that I make so other people can participate in the project and, mm-hmm. and raise the funds that, that are needed. But that little lump of clay is very inspirational to me to do it repetitively, and it's almost like a meditation to be involved with the project in that way.
1: You know, we often think about God referred to as the potter Mm -hmm. and us as the clay. And Mm -hmm. probably it's not lost on you that uh, (laughs) similarity in that comparison. And so that's, you know, the older I have gotten, the more, and I've talked with some of my friends who feel this very same way, and it seems that the older we get the more important to us it becomes to surround ourselves with things that make us smile mm. and things that bring us joy mm-hmm. and i certainly think art of most kinds does that for people mm-hmm. so it's I hope so, so yeah you know it's so wonderful to to have your art serve in also such a pragmatic way mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it really, yeah. it brings joy from an aesthetic standpoint, right. but also in a very practical way as well.
0: It does. Oh. It does. Yeah.
1: So for those who would listen to this and would like to volunteer in the community, whether mm-hmm. it be for Empty Bowls or some mm-hmm. other worthy project,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is your best advice to them?
0: Google... Nonprofits in the Clarksville, Montgomery County area and see what feels like the right place at at that particular time for you to reach out to be involved with. No matter who it is, all nonprofits need a lot of help. They need a lot, lots and lots of volunteers. We always need more folks to help out at MANA. But I know Loaves and Fishes is always in need of folks helping do what they do. Their hot meals at lunch every day, and much more. And Urban Ministries and Food Initiative, and many more that are in the area. There's lots of others that I don't I don't know that much about, but I'm learning more about. And everybody can use help. Right, you know, you're you know. so right. Yeah.
1: You know, I represent a free website called JustServe.org, mm-hmm. and as I work with nonprofits, my first question. To them is, do you ever need more volunteers than you have? Mm-hmm. And invariably, the answer to that is yes. Right. And so, JustServe.org connects. Nonprofits that are reputable organizations mm-hmm. seeking volunteers with people in the community who would love to serve, but they just don't know where to go.
0: No, and some people pull, I know they pull back. They, they get interested and they want to get involved, but right. they don't quite know how they'll fit in, so they pull back a little bit.
1: It's a little intimidating, it is. isn't it? It is. When you initiate it, it is. I agree with that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. but I just know there are so many good hearted people They're in right. our community and, and right. serving. So surrounding communities that would love to make a difference in other people's lives. Mm So thank you for doing everything you do. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's very I know you don't want me to say it's probably impressive, but it is impressive in a very uh in a very meaningful way. Thank you. And so uh, and thank you for sharing your thoughts with Mm -hmm. us today Mm -hmm. and sharing your servant's heart with us we appreciate you being on who is my neighbor podcast it was really great to get to know you a little bit better <laughs> and and the causes that you support
0: thank you candy i appreciate that oh, i really do i appreciate it a lot
1: well thank you we do too if you are looking for opportunities to serve in your community just is a great resource it connects reputable organizations in need with volunteers willing to serve, all for free. Join us in future episodes as we hear from community leaders who are shining their lights and making a difference.